This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's catch up. An NFL podcast with Taylor Bashotti And Sam Batesh. Where we talk about the biggest headlines in the NFL. So, Taylor, you know what? Let's catch up. It's been too long. Yeah, we really should. Blue Wire. Let's catch up. You know, we really should, Taylor. It's been way too long. It's just, I, I can't even believe it. I mean, I feel like I've seen you. I, in fact, have I seen you every day this week? I, <laughs> I kind of bombarded Sam at work this week. He looked up from his desk. He had just gotten done with the Colin Coward show. And I thought he was going to be surprised, pleasantly surprised, and think, wow, this is such a dream to see Taylor at my place of work. I was Instead, surprised. Instead, it looked like he had, like, the shakes and a nightmare. <laughs> I, I was surprised. I, I just, I, ma'am, are you lost? Is this, <laughs> do, you know, do you know where you are? Because I probably didn't. I, you didn't exactly. I helped you, and all you really needed, I, I found the cereal for you, which was most important, right? We got some chocolate on the way as well. There was almond milk downstairs, so we took good care of you. And you I did. got you to all of your meetings. And you were fantastic with the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. With that was Joy a Taylor. fun podcast. Yeah, that was, was a great. lot of fun. I just I had a feeling you two would be fast friends, and I was thrilled to see it come together. I know you two have been friends through social media, but it was great to get you there. So I didn't realize that she was a Steelers fan, so it was kind of a perfect rivalry. That was I like that you that you both spoke about the rivalry. So let's catch up. Uh, An NFL podcast with Taylor Bashotti and Sam Batesh. Presented by Untuck It. Sam, you look amazing as always. Well, thank you, Taylor. And for once, I actually dressed up as well. You did. We're both dressed quite nice. And like I, I said, am in a holiday spirit, which speaking of, I am wearing metallic. And the holidays are almost here. And you know what that means. Gifts. Gifts for Taylor. And what better gift to give the guy in your life than a stylish shirt that fits just right? Unlike most brands, Untuck It shirts are actually designed to be worn untucked. Untuck It shirts always fall at just the right length, no matter his size. So he looks casual and sharp. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use the code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's UntuckIt.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. Get Untuck It. Untuck It. Just make it happen. Again, you look like an Academy Award. I like. Thank you so it. much. You do. You're an Oscar. It's really... Jeez. It's, no, it's a compliment. Sam, it, it, thank you. No, it is definitely a compliment. Now, of course, we have to start with yay or nay it's just it's the new thing i mean the fans spoke they wanted yay or nay right up front and we have to give it to them it's the so, least we could so do. many fans it's the least we could do for them we're gonna go to one that i just can't get enough of taylor and this i would imagine it looks like the game of the weekend certainly with new england and dallas and taylor dak my dak adapted to dak prescott i can't seem to get enough of dak prescott he will outperform tom brady on sunday yay or nay Fantasy point wise, Ooh. maybe. 
It's a sensitive conversation tonight. It is a sensitive conversation it's, it's tonight. It's a very, it's a very difficult Look, conversation. Look, Tom Brady to does not have the receivers and weapons around him like Dak Prescott does. Dak Prescott's got Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott. He's got way more weapons on offense. His ceiling is much higher in terms of what he's able to do. That being said, I think that Tom Brady makes something out of nothing. And the Patriots, I think, are going to win this game. But in terms of numbers and statistics, I think that Dak will have a better game than Tom Brady. So you're giving me a yay. Dak will outperform Tom Brady on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. I'm actually going to say, I'm going to say nay. I'm going to say that overall, this is a game that Tom Brady has circled. And of course, Tom Brady plays it very cool every week, but it's not very often that they play the Cowboys. They They've play never, America's Dak and team. Tom Brady have never played They've each other. They've never played against each other. I think the Cowboys absolutely have the better offense, the better offensive line. They even have the better linebackers. They have the better wide receivers. I mean, I mean you go position by position you go player by player the Cowboys have it in every which way but I feel in a prime time slot four o'clock on Sunday really what looks like the game of the week I think these are the moments when we see Tom Brady step up or is it going to be the Patriots defense that steps up it could be I mean look against the Eagles that was not a pretty game Tom Brady was not happy after that game. Edelman was the only one who threw the touchdown in that game. It's the only game in Tom Brady's career where he didn't have the most touchdown passes on a field where he was playing quarterback. And it was awful. I mean, he was under siege all day. The Eagles only got home once for a sack. Mm -hmm. But if you watch that game, the pressure on Brady all game, he was throwing the ball away. He was throwing the ball early. You could tell there was something skittish in their operation. But I feel like towards the end of the third quarter, they were starting to figure something out on offense. And I just have a feeling that Tom Brady knows what the conversation is this week. And I feel even though every time I see Dak in one of these spots, he seems to do more. But only Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson have more touchdown passes than Dak. Dak is, look. Dak is playing the best in his career right now. It's funny how we talk about MVP. You know, when you when you want to talk about someone that's not going to win the MVP, you say they're in the MVP conversation, and that's probably exactly where Dak is right now. Dak is somebody who is in the MVP conversation, but likely isn't going bottom. to win it because again, you've got Lamar, Russell Wilson, even Rodgers probably. I, so I, I think though that Tom Brady is going to outperform him, and I think that is going to be the difference is the experience of what Brady has over mm-hmm. Dak. I think we're going to see that in the game on Sunday. All right. What do you got for me, Taylor? The Ravens will run right through the Rams just like they did the Texans. <sighs> I'm going to say I'm going to say nay because I don't think I I think the game was so early that we knew the Texans had nothing in that game. Right? I mean, I kept waiting on Sunday. And I know you were watching that game, and I'm sure you were celebrating, but I was expecting at some point I was expecting at some point for the Ravens to falter, at least for Deshaun to expose something in the Ravens, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting through halftime, and then the third quarter starts nearly the exact same way the first quarter did. There was never a moment when Deshaun Watson looked comfortable. There was never really a moment when the Texans' offense seemed to click or have any rhythm in that game. And there was never a moment when the game, clearly there was not a moment when the game was in the balance. And I have a feeling Monday night, I mean, the Rams, not only is it that the Rams season 
seems to be on the line each week. It's almost as if we're tearing away oh. at what they built the season before when they went to the Super Bowl. It's funny because I look at the 49ers this year and Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo and I see a spinning image of what the Rams were last year. I see Jared Goff and Sean McVay and I just look at Jimmy and Kyle and it's kind of like the same thing and you see that same team but what the 49ers have that the Rams didn't have is their defense. And one other thing. Because the weakest thing on that 49ers team, certainly not in looks, is Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not even fair to use the word weak. You're right. He he might be. I mean. He's coming it, off a career game. Be, so it's hard to say that. He threw for over 400 yards. It, it's an embarrassment of riches for the Niners, really. So it's just a matter of saying that Jimmy is maybe not the prettiest piece. And it's ironic to use that word. But maybe he <laughs> is not the prettiest piece of that puzzle for them. And what I was going to say, the one difference between the Rams and the 49ers for me is that what the 49ers are doing in their running game is different than what the Rams did because the Rams relied so heavily on Gurley last year. Mm-hmm. But the Niners, they've got a three, three different running backs. But is Breida healthy? No, Breida is still. We don't actually know for sure how healthy Breida is. And last weekend against the Cardinals, they were shut down. They ran for 38 yards against the Cardinals. And That's yet, because Jimmy was throwing the whole time, though. The Cardinals also... We're stopping that. That was something the Cardinals clearly came into the game. They wanted to the stop 49ers that. have the second ranked rush offense. And, so they're going to be running this week against the Packers 26th ranked run. Correct. Defense. But in regards to the Ravens and Rams and whether I think the Ravens are just going to run through the Rams the way they did the Texans. I think this is going to be a methodical game from the Rams. I think with extra time for McVay, this is going to be, I think, more of a tactical battle. Uh, you know, I, 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 there, there's someone else, I think. I think there was someone else who wanted to speak up on this game. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I do. I think at this point. We have he, such he a may, special guest. This is this is exciting. And it actually, I, I think. <laughs> we you have know such what? a special guest. Taylor, I'm going to tee you up for this one. And this just this is just something I, I thought of this week. I don't know. that It was just an extra yay or nay I wanted to throw in there for you. Speaking of the Ravens, I, I would say, Taylor. My favorite person is here joining us. Flew all the way here to come visit. Just, just to visit me. Just to visit. There might have been another event that's coming on or like happening later this week. I don't know what I have no idea what it is. Baltimore related? No, no. In Los Angeles? I don't even. Hello, it's all about me. (laughs) I can't imagine. Just came for me. It's always been all about you. But Sam, would you like to tee Uncle Stephen? Stephen. Well, this is Uncle Stephen. I was going to tee you up like this on the podcast of Let's Catch Up. I I was going to say this: the Ravens, Taylor, have the most intelligent charismatic and handsome owner in all of football yeah or nay (laughs) (laughs) well duh that's bullshit and and certainly charming right and and certainly most charming but uncle steve is definitely here i mean did you like that question uncle steve i don't like anything i'm gonna say i'm gonna say yay and and i and i've met and hung out with with a few owners over my years but i would say yes uh charismatic intelligent and handsome you you've got all three uncle steve and by the way also Blows the most incredible cigar smoke rings yes. that I've ever seen. That is for my cigarette smoking days. Well, I, I luckily, how to do that smoking cigarettes. Well, you've given it up for a much better habit, a much better habit at this point. Well, Uncle Steve, the way I heard this story was, in fact, that you did fly in early just to meet with Taylor, just which, to meet with me. And I, and I got to say that that is a committed uncle. Just to come on, let's catch up. And look, family may come first. And I knew it was a podcast night, and I said, Taylor, it's okay. If you want to meet with your uncle, I can understand. I'll take a back seat to this tonight. 
because family truly does come first. But you know what he did bring? Chocolates. Not a- oh, no, I did not bring chocolates. My room brought lots of chocolate strawberries. But, but Ryan, the concierge. Yeah who walked me to this beautiful room. And our favorites are the raspberries <laughs> with the chocolate with chocolate inside of them. Is that these? Yeah, that's really good. These look incredible. But you've obviously been around the Ravens for quite some time. And what do you think about this team compared to 2012? They haven't won a Super Bowl. Okay. In terms of talent. Yet to be determined. You're you are you're not feeling great about it? It's always yet to be determined. Yeah. You know? What you only picked two twelve because we won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, I mean I had better teams than the team in two twelve, but um this team has a chance, but it's it's to be determined, right? Yeah. Well, how about this then for a fair follow-up right. for two that were determined, Uncle Steve? Okay. How about the difference between... I'm now Uncle Steve. You're Uncle Steve, and yeah, I, I've adopted now podcast. Uncle Steve, absolutely. And, and, we, <laughs> and, we share, and we share a Philadelphia bond, so I feel yeah. at this point you could be my Uncle Steve. Gordon yeah. <laughs> Drexel Hill. See? Come on. I, and my dad went to Cheltenham, Melrose Park, so I, I, I feel a bond here, no doubt. So, Uncle Steve, how about the year 2000 and the year 2012? If you had to choose one of those two, and I know it's like choosing amongst children, but if you had to choose between those two and both Super Bowl champions, both clearly determined. I think our fans will always remember 2000 as putting Baltimore on the map. But personally, I had just bought the team nine months ago, and so... That was Art Modell's Super Bowl. I never felt that it was mine. I felt that I was fortunate to be associated with it. And my friends were very happy. You know, like we had a lot of fun. But 12 years later, I was helping them build it. And Joe Flacco caught fire and... We had built a great team around him, and we won. But I didn't love that team more than the other teams over the years because it's a competitive league. Like Matt Judon said the other night, they're on scholarship too. It's interesting because I thought for 2000 that you must have, you used the word there, that you felt fortunate. I thought the same thing. I was actually reading a little bit about that team on the way over here. And, you know, you are credited with the success of that team. No, no I'm well. not. No, I'm not. But it just, it no, just in regards to the if timeline you, if, a little bit, right? I'm sorry. I, I disagree with you. I, I am not credit. Nobody gives me any credit because I don't deserve any credit. I, I bought the 49% of the team with the option. To, True. And I sat back. I didn't even have an office. I didn't ask for an office. I didn't have an office. I didn't want an office. I was running my business. I bought half the team. I had the chance, and I took it. So that was only it was it was more at that point as if it was you just were... a great experience for our whole family. The first year mm-hmm. for us to win a Super Bowl. No, I right? remember going. I was a kid. 
And I remember the waffles in bed, and we were in Tampa Bay. (laughs) In Tampa Bay. Yeah. But it was so, it it, it just hit us all at once the very first year. And I'm saying to the whole family, it meant a lot more 12 years Mm -hmm. later with a new quarterback and a new coach and a new... This was a team that you had built from the ground up, basically. That I had participated in, felt that I actually deserved that. So I remember right before the Super Bowl, I was forced to be interviewed because, you know, I hate it being interviewed. And I forced him into this, by the way. He <laughs> oh, didn't even know this yeah, was this, coming. Oh, this was I not trust a me. This was if not a choice. It wasn't for my niece. <laughs> <laughs> so then, okay. So I like that about that 2012 year. But if you year. compare that 2012 year to this year, do you I, see similarities? No. In other words, there is no similarities to what I've got right now. I, I, I You have opposite quarterbacks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's like... When you have Joe every year for a decade, more than a decade, you know what you're getting. And so, I mean, when Lamar ran his greatest run for 39 yards or whatever it was the other night and he got hit from the side, it was like, oh boy. So everybody's worried about Lamar's health. in quotes, Me sustainability. Too. Me, sustainability. Yeah. I am too. But um, what I think has made a big difference this year is that it isn't just a quarterback that can run. He's now a quarterback that can pass and ha- can accurately pass. And he's the epitome of a dual threat back because he is strong on both sides and he can have a game where he doesn't run at all and still do well and perform well and perform like a top quarterback and And trust me and trust me our goal last year he was close to 20 runs a game this year he's closer to 10 runs a game and in a perfect world next year it'll be five wow that's it just in other words we're just growing this kid into what he wants to be, what he always decided he was going to be. I'm going to be a great quarterback, and we've cut him in half from last year. So when you take a guy from 19 or 17 runs down to 10.4 runs, next year I'd like it to be seven, and the yeah. next year five. He'll never not be a threat, but I everybody knows he's getting better at passing, so... I don't think we become less of a team from last year. No, right? more. Like we, we didn't no, like it's, him it's more, last year it's running more, that team. It's more of a team than it was last year. And last year, I think it took the league by surprise, you'd have to say. Maybe you were even pleasantly surprised with what happened when when Joe was was out and Lamar was in and the team went on the run to go to the playoffs that way. That had to be a pleasant surprise. But you'd have to admit it's a better team this year than last Hands year. Hands down, because we were worried last year. We've, been, we've spoken about this before. It's that when the Chargers played them twice, well, it's like, okay, well, now they figured out their game because we just know that Lamar is going to run the ball. Well, now this year, there's there's many more things that he can do. He is the epitome, like we just said, of a dual-threat quarterback, one that is just as good at passing as he is at running. If you, if you look back on that game – you could argue we should have started throwing right away. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think anybody ever questioned Lamar at Louisville as a passer. If you look at his tape, if you if you cut out every running play of Lamar Jackson and you just look at his passing at Louisville in three years, he doesn't win a Heisman. But if you just took a film and never looked at one running play, you would go, oh my God, that guy can play in the NFL. Yeah. He was a passing quarterback. Did you think he would be... When that quarterback class came out, that, that first round, and you had the five quarterbacks in that first round, and Ozzie in his last draft takes Lamar, did you envision that this quickly he would be, first of all, he's, you could argue he's the best of that class, and of course there's a whole career for all of them to still sure. be had, but could you have envisioned this quickly no. that Lamar could have taken over? I mean, he's taken over the league this season. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, we are all tired of the hype. I mean, like, literally, I talked to Eric, Ozzy, John, Dick, some of the players. We all hate it. Like, I, I'm so tired of hearing how good we are. <laughs> You'd rather fly under the radar. I. I but it is nice you know, I, to be in that conversation. Would rather do it. I'm saying it practically makes me sick listening to everybody kissing our ass. Yeah. I, I just I hate it. We're we're not built that way. We were never that way. We spent twenty years being, being the, the team underdogs. That, oh, they travel in December and defense and running and blah blah blah. It's uh, nothing's Nothing's changed in our in our facility in the last twenty years. We still do. We just adapt. Yeah. And this is good, but this is only good for two and a half months so far. Would you say that the Patriots win feels like any kind of a turning point, or at least for you something to hold on to as all right, no. that was at least no. that was at no. least something. It that was, was at no. least an accomplishment. No. No, not at all. The Seattle win was. Okay, I like that. So tell that me why. That was the week before. Tell me why. Yeah. We go out to the West Coast, Seattle, Russell Wilson playing as good as you can play, and we beat them on the road. What we do at home is what we expect. What we do on the road is something to be cherished. Yeah. Which brings, brings us, us to, to the this Rams game, game. Then the Rams, who are were in the Super Bowl last year where you want to be. A unique challenge. And Sorry, so- this will not register for some reason as much as that one. I can yeah. understand that. I, I, I maybe, totally get that. Maybe it goes back to what I just said. I'm tired of people talking about us. Okay, yeah. and unfortunately, Monday so night do. you'll be. I'll, it'll be the, <laughs> that'll be the conversation that night. Unfortunately, it will be. Which, it, but I, I, I like what you're saying. You'd love to basically play every game in the one o'clock Eastern slot, exactly, and, right? <laughs> and just let it go under the radar. Oh, it happened to be. Hey, the Ravens won again. It matters, and, and that's all. It matters nothing to our team. But unfortunately, with Lamar, I think you're going to be in more and more slots. Yeah, like this. I just think the excitement of Lamar, and, and that's what I was asking you earlier, is just. 
did you think, I, like you said, you turned on the tape, you saw that electricity from him, and, and did you think immediately, obviously we love Joe, we have no idea when that's, when that's going to run out, but this could be the guy. In other words, was there any question in you first round? Because that was the question for a lot of people. Lamar's great, but... I think first Joe was round the quarterback feels at the time. Like, yeah, for like first round, ooh, his first round, you know, and, and no one will ever question that at all from here moving forward. I think, I mean, it, it made all the sense. Did you know, did that feel right, getting him in the first round? Absolutely. Do it. Slam dunk. I mean, at the time, it's tough to know in those moments, Slam right? Dunk. Slam dunk for you. Yeah. I wanted him at 26. <laughs> When we took Hayden know, Hurst, I, and I love I Hayden Hurst. Of course, of course, Hayden. But I great. thought if we take, we had traded from sixteen to twenty-two, twenty-two to twenty-six, picked up a third and fourth rounder, gave up a fifth and sixth rounder. Thought we had made great, and at twenty-six, I wanted Lamar, and they took Hayden Hurst. What's that like waiting from 26 to <laughs> what's it like waiting once well, you, you don't even know you think, if you're waiting you don't even know if you're waiting because there was no deal for the 32nd pick. Sure. But did you but you had I mean clearly in your mind no, you I were just, thinking Lamar. I mean you you knew that was an opportunity at 26 I just where Lamar thought could be if had. you like him at, if you like him in the second round then you like him at 26. Of course. I I don't I I'm maybe I'm not a football. Of course, guy no. I see, but you, but with general. your heart, but with your heart, I with your eyes, you're thinking. If, if you like him, you like him. But Eric and Ozzy had different ideas. They were going to make my life miserable for one hour, for at least an hour, while right? They waited to trade back in. But the there's the brilliance round. of that. Well, there's that's why they're brilliant. Well, I appreciate that we just let. You just let us make your life miserable for almost an hour <laughs> by doing this. Yeah. So I really appreciate us for bombarding your room, <laughs> taking you, over, you doing a podcast. took over my hotel this room, is, you know. stuffed a microphone in my face, and made me talk to you Well, you people. still have to love me because we're family. Uncle Steve, so. this is the best. I figured I could get Uncle away with Steve, it. This is the best you. studio we've ever been we've in, We've ever right, been Taylor? in. No yeah. doubt about it's that. It's better than my apartment, that's for it sure. It might be the best. <laughs> I, I think it should be. Uh, you've got a brilliant every, setup. Every week you're coming The unfortunate part is, and we'll let Ryan know at the front desk on our way out that we will be back. We will. Because this is easily the nicest we'll studio. We'll be back Monday it's, night after, that's after right. the game. We'll be catching up. Yeah, we oh, will be boy. catching up. I have one, one question for Uncle Steve before we go, and it just it was just this, because we Poor talked Uncle about Steven. this. We, Look we what talked I about this, into. Taylor, and it's something that we've been so impressed with about the team. Because what I've been more impressed with, even Lamar, and I know you don't want to say anything good about anybody, and we shouldn't, but just one guy I want you to. <laughs> one guy I want you to speak positively about, because I, I'm just, I marvel at this. John Harbaugh is a guy that doesn't, mm-hmm. that people do not speak. I mean, the hype on Lamar is there. I don't think there's ever been really hype on John Harbaugh. I think and, there and has I, been. I don't know hype. I wouldn't say that. I think John is, John is just a reserved, a, a, a reserved gentleman. I don't, I don't think there's hype. There, there was hype on McVay going to the Super Bowl. There's hype on, the, on what Belichick has done in the league. I don't think I think that, that there's John always has, been like a there's, there's, click there's, on people's like McVay was the youngest. Of course, there's then, respect for John Harbaugh. I just don't think it's, it, I, I don't think people, you know, oh Sean Payton and ooh, look at what McVay's yeah. doing and look at what Shanahan and I just so I just wanted to allow you to speak on something that is remarkable to both Taylor and I as we've watched this season. What does it say about John Harbaugh to win obviously at the highest level with Joe Flacco, a quarterback who has a cannon of an arm but likes to operate in the pocket? And then to win, and of course we know he is not one at the highest level with Lamar, but just to have some immediate returns and dividends 
on a quarterback like Lamar, who is so different, and to pivot like he did last year within the same season to take that team to the playoffs with Lamar, just what does it say to you? Was that surprising to you? Was that impressive to you that John is able to pivot on a dime like that and win in both scenarios? Uh, Yeah, of course. No, or I wouldn't keep signing him to extensions <laughs> if I didn't like the guy. No, he's 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 the guy you want to marry your daughter. I don't I don't know of a better compliment that you can give a guy than to say he's the kind of guy you would want to marry your daughter. That's it's right? brilliantly said. Absolutely. So there you go. It's like he. He always rises to the occasion. He always says the right thing. He always does the right thing. If he makes a mistake, he apologizes. If he's wrong, he says, I'm sorry. If he's right, he beats on the table. That's all I want. I want a partner that forces me to be great, and I force him to be great. Yeah. Well, that's That's what you want. You want... You want people like Eric and Ozzy and Dick Cass around you to constantly make you great. And that's what we do. Like, you know, we're always working to be a little bit better than we we were last year. And so bringing Lamar into the conversation highlights John's adaptability, which is what you're saying, but it doesn't take away from his commitment to his partners. We all made every decision, and then when we do it, then we have to fulfill the roles that are dictated by that new reality. And, And I just find that John like all of us, is totally excited about that adaptation, constantly moving to the next thing. That's what we do really well together. Well, it's been an, it was an incredible pivot. I mean, yeah. it, it just in the, in the flash of an eye, it's, it's impressive. And, and again, I mean, this organization has and adapted like numerous times. And the play times, calling but... that he's done over the years and the way that he's played the Patriots, which I know that you won't say is an especially major accomplishment compared to the Seahawks win, but it, it is. And it's probably the best team of this dynasty. And to defeat them with two different quarterbacks that are so different is incredible. But yeah, let's catch up after the game. Let's we could, definitely we could do feel that. totally different. Yes. We could just be dogging on the Ravens after this. So true. you never know. We might I be know. going to another hotel room to go hang out with It'll turn on me. We might just be going like to hang out with Stan else. after this. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure. Next time you can tell the story about how Bill Belichick convinced you to hire John Harbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> but let's definitely catch up. Let's catch up again. Thrilled Thanks again. for having Our Thanks favorite for coming studio, on. without a doubt, nice to is be here. here.
I have pen fed, that's a fact. I have pen fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.